Yeah, like I said, I think that they're top to bottom the best defense that we've ever had at the University of Georgia. There, I said it. Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 56-7 win over UAB, which saw the return of the mailman, just like we predicted. As always, remember you can follow us on social media at My Got a Podcast. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. Well, Jim, how was how was Athens this weekend? First first home game in quite some time. <laughs> it was Yeah, man. It was it was good to be back. I you know decided to go. Um, I ended up going like solo as far as my like wife and kids. So I, I just drove down to my parents' house Saturday morning. Um, and it was kind of funny. I, I like I got up early to beat that I eighty five South traffic. Um, then I got there so early, it was kind of like, what are we going to do? Because <laughs> we were waiting on uh, my mom's, my mom's cousin, uh, to come over. So my dad actually like offered to drive me over to, to campus if I wanted to meet up with anyone. Um, so yeah, went over to campus early, uh, hit up our buddy Mark and his wife, Carol's tailgate. Um, I totally like crashed their tailgate. <laughs> yeah. I felt a little bad because I was planning on like kind of tailgate hopping, um, that's what I told him. But then like the other people I was going to hop over to weren't on North campus. So I totally crashed, but Mark was a gracious host. He's got a great tailgate. And when I walked up, his wife was like, I met you at Notre Dame, but you in, in 2019, but you might not remember, which like touche, very fair to assume that I did remember her, but at any rate, um, but yeah, so that, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. I, I did bring some beer. I brought some beer. Hunter will be disappointed to know that I brought classic city lager. <laughs> <laughs> and not Bud Light or uh, or Miller Light, um, but it was just you know they had a great uh, great tailgate. Uh, weather was beautiful. It was a Chamber of Commerce day. Um, it was how awesome. many how many Jello shots would you say that you consumed? <laughs> I, there were what's multiple. The over, what's the over under? <laughs> over under. Uh, well, why why are we talking? I don't see why we have to talk about this. <laughs> I will say that I uh, I kept my wits about me, so I, I didn't hit the like you know the limit over. So that was good. That was good. <laughs> I, I take I take it way easier than uh, than Notre Dame. <laughs> my arm, but my arm was twisted. My arm was twisted. I was about uh, to say <laughs> it would have been hard to it would have been hard to resist him. I'm sure he, uh, knowing knowing Reagan, I bet he I bet he's got some some pretty tasty Jello shots. They were good. They were good. They were tasty. Um, yeah, so that was awesome. And, I mean, it was great just to, you know, walk around campus. Um, I think it was a little lighter, I guess I would say, than usual. But um, it's one of those things where when you're playing a team like UAB, right, I mean, it's different than, say, like Auburn, you know, because, like, the stadium isn't completely full because the opposing team didn't really buy any tickets, you know. So there wasn't quite the crowd in the city as a game like that. Um, but, I mean, there are people out and about, uh, walked through a lot of tailgates, um, got to my seats, you know, fairly early, um, sat there and I did not, uh, one of the things I wanted to mention is I did not hear the booing of Stetson when he was announced as the starter. Um, hmm. that's been a big controversy. 
Um, I, I actually was, I was in the, I was not in my seat though, when they did that, when they announced the lineup. So, but my dad was, I was in the stadium. I think, I think I was like walking to the seats basically. Um, but my dad didn't notice it either. So our running theory, um, is that Zamir white was announced immediately after Stetson and everyone was saying Zeus. <laughs> so That's what I was. Thought, yeah. That's what I was wondering was if if it was mistaken for Zeus. I think it's a definite possibility. I don't know. That's my that's my theory. Mm. Um, but yeah, man. Overall, though, it was just awesome to get back in Athens. Um, you know, definitely different. You know, it, having been to a game already, but it's definitely definitely a different feel. You know, as a home game as opposed to up here in Charlotte. Um, it was good to good to be back. Good to be back. I, I had a great time. Um, and I'll Excellent. say too, like the band was really good. I'll say Red Coast did a great job. They did like a 9-11 themed or I don't know, just you know, America themed halftime show in honor of 9-11. Um, flag was at half mast. So that that was all done very well. Um, enjoyed that. And the nineteen eighty team was honored at the halftime. Um, that was cool. They were all out there. Um, I saw that. A yeah. friend uh, a church, a former church pastor, shout out to Pastor Odom, if he's if he's out there, he was a cheerleader on that squad, and he was posted pictures with all the team and pictures with Herschel afterwards. I guess they had some kind of reception or something like that in the evening. I believe so. Pretty, yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, so that was nice. That was nice. Um, did you? I know you were at soccer. I think right. So because I know the other big thing going on that I saw swirling around was like the game changing channels on TV. So I think okay. Okay. <laughs> this is this is where your your master plan to like have everything mapped out to watch the game. Like it's it's cool, it's cool. Like I've gotten to the point now where it's like I try to not let like what happens during the weekend like ruin my my week, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um try to care less about what the 18 year 18, 19, 20 year olds do uh on the football field but still obviously care obviously i'm running a podcast here with you um (laughs) (laughs) but fair but i will say that like you know i try to like prioritize the family time obviously on the weekends when kids got sports and i've got kids that are getting older so anyway i it just so happened that i was the kickoff for carter's game was at three o'clock so i knew that i was going to miss the first half, I was like, that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's recording. I'll, I'll catch it up. Well, I like went radio dark. I wasn't responding to the text thread. I was ignoring Twitter. I was ignoring everything. I had no idea what, what was going on when I got home. Yeah. And then uh, I think I caught a glimpse, saw something. You guys were you guys were mentioning Stetson. So I was like, okay, obviously he's doing well. And Stetson was the starter. So it was a little bit of a spoiler. But when I turned it on, it was 14 nothing. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and, it, and it was because the game was the game was on a different channel, and I was so pissed. <laughs> so, oh, so like, because you start that was the earliest thing you could see on your recording when you got Correct. home. Is that what you're saying? Got it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I had to like, you know, halftime rolled around. I caught the first two touchdowns. Like, I caught like some some highlights, and obviously looked at the stats and stuff. I was like, so clearly I missed some some bombs. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I was able to catch up to you guys and where I was, you know, watching the last like third, last half of the third quarter and the um, entirety of the fourth quarter uh, live with the, the world. Okay. But, Let me give you a pro tip. Pro tip. Uh, you know, you could always 
bring some headphones and listen to Scott <laughs> Howard, I think you could actually, in Atlanta area, could actually get that over the radio. I, I do that sometimes even in, in Charlotte area. Like I'll put like one AirPod in and I'll stream the game. Um, so you could do that and, and listen to Scott at the soccer field. I have uh, guiltily, I've done them before. And also one thing I did forget to mention is I had the return of my headphones in game in Sanford. I, I broke the headphones back out. Although I know you made fun of me because I did not put on my beats headphones. I actually use, I use like ear, <laughs> you know, earbuds. And I know you were quite disappointed in that. Um, listen, Jim, if it's good enough, if it's good enough for our sideline reporter, DJ Shockley, like, come on, man. He does have some massive headphones <laughs> on the sideline. You know what's funny is that uh, as I was fast-forwarding, you know, through the, through the game trying to catch up, I did catch a glimpse of him on the sideline in the background, and I felt like – I was like, oh, my gosh, those are some big headphones. <laughs> they are huge. They are huge. When I saw – there was a, a, a picture that he tweeted out. And I'm for, I don't remember who he was with. Or maybe it was just with Kirby. Um and he had the headphones on. They were huge. That was, yeah. that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I think he was want, with Dooley. Wasn't he with Dooley? You're right. It was with Dooley. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yes. Better memory than me. Thank you. Yeah, because the the eighty because the eighties the eighties team was there. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah, du- Dooley got one of the biggest cheers. It you know it's interesting, right? Cause it's like Dooley, ah, and then like you know Dooley, Buck Baloo, Lindsey Scott, Herschel, you know Scott Warner, Rex Robinson. They probably got the biggest. Um, so I don't know. I did notice, I did notice in this, sorry, a side, side anecdote. I did notice in the, um, I mentioned that the cheerleader, um, the cheerleader guy that I know, uh, Pastor Odom, um, I did notice in his pictures with Herschel that Herschel was wearing a, a separate name tag than everybody else. Everybody had like this little UGA Letterman's club, like, and I noticed that it said Herschel on it. And I was like, what is that? And I had to like zoom in. <laughs> Herschel was wearing his Herschel for Senate sticker as his name tag. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Like 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 he even needs a name tag. <laughs> right. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, um, I I guess two other things. I did. I mentioned my mom's cousin uh, came with us. So that is actually that was Sammy's grandma. So I sat with Sammy's grandma. Um, so that that was fun. We got we got to catch up. I had not seen her in like forever. Um, so but yeah, and then you know she was there. Sammy was there, by the way, as a recruit. But also his cousin uh, Cohen is a cheerleader. He's a freshman cheerleader in Georgia. So this was his first home game. So that that that's why uh, my mom's cousin. Uh, I, I get I, I lose track. You know I think she, you know first cousin, second cousin. My mom's first cousin. Um, but so yeah, so she was there sitting with us, and then I did meet uh, Coach Trillbill. He stopped by, <laughs> so uh, Coach Trillbill stopped, cool. stopped by the seats in the third quarter. So that was a good time. Good times were had. <laughs> what uh, uh, what was? Did you get to like interact with him that much, or just a little bit? I mean, he he, he stopped by just to, to say hi. Which full disclosure, I actually I I, I know him. Uh, like we had met before. I just didn't realize that that was his Twitter account. I thought I had I, I had suspicions and they were they were confirmed. So uh, I, I'm not going to reveal you know his identity on the podcast, but he knows who he is. Got <laughs> and it. everyone else can know him as Coach Chill Bill. <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, so let's. Uh, you want to run back through our predictions and then kind of jump into the game? Let's. Yeah. Let's let's run through it. Okay. 
So we had uh, over under four and a half sacks. Uh, I took the over, you took the under. You were correct. So congrats on that. There were actually there were three sacks in the game. Um, Which is still oh, pretty good. That was good. It was good. I mean, there was still He's, a lot of havoc. I think we're going to see, like, in relation to that stat, I think we're going to see as we move forward, teams are not going to let our defensive front beat them the way that uh, Clemson – the way that the Clemson allowed that to happen, right, right. They're gonna we're gonna see a lot of quick releases, which you saw, like the quarterback forced to throw and end up throwing an interception. But yeah, we'll, we'll get yep. there. Yep. Uh, let's see. Over under one and a half quarterbacks. Uh, we ended up both taking the <laughs> over. Once I you know clarified the question, uh, we we. <laughs> We, you know, we were recording on Monday, so we did not know that JT, like, that there was even a chance that he wouldn't play at all. Um, but we saw three, so we, we hit the way over. Um, ended up seeing three quarterbacks by the end. So, um, and then on the actual game predictions, so you took the under, I took the over on 44 and a half uh, points scored. I got that correct as they were 63. And then we were both pretty far off on the on the score uh so you had 36 to 14 i had 34 to 10 obviously 56 to 7 so um i wanted to kind of kick off the game though with a, with uh, revisiting a listener question so a friend of the show tim riley had asked in a, the last episode how many games you know until the explosive offense truly arrives and we were both like you know it's going to be several it's going to be several whoops <laughs> the offense <laughs> arrived and it was delivered by the mailman. <laughs> I was about to say, little did you know, miserable in Minnesota, uh, what we had in store from, from the mailman. <laughs> I mean, I, clearly, I, if we knew the mailman was going to start, we would have said this game. Because obviously, <laughs> that was obviously. the missing piece, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll say, man, he was impressive. Like, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to get to the, the quarterback discussion or when you want to do that, but... Go right into um, it. We just we can talk. We can do. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about. Do you want to transition to the quarterback dis- discussion that that I could probably talk for ever well, on? We have to, I'm gonna. I might have to put a timer on you because I know. Damn. I know you have many things to say. <laughs> so, all right. So here's the thing. So I'm, I'm genuinely curious, and I haven't seen anything. We're we're recording what Monday Monday evening. I didn't see anything super revealing on what the heck's going on with JT Daniels. Obviously he's got some oblique injury. Um, I think that there's no doubt that he's QB one, but what is really surprising is that he did name Beck the backup, but Beck didn't start when JT went hurt. So something is going on there that I feel like needs some sort of light. I mean, I just don't. I didn't, it doesn't. I can't square it because it's. It was yeah. so un, unlike Kirby to kind of name that this the way that it was. But I think like in the media notes or something like that, it was like JT Daniels or Carson Beck or Stetson it Bennett. It, it had the multiple ors. It had all three of them on there when yeah. the depth chart came out. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what the heck, dude? What's going on there? I will well, say, you know. I know that you guys didn't have the luxury of watching it live, like in video. And I had the luxury of being able to rewind and stuff when Beck came in. So I got, I I basically started the game when Beck came in. um, Okay. Yep. When, when my recording picked up, because we were already at 14, nothing. And I think that he took the next series after that. Right. Yep. He did. So when he came in and literally just handed it off, I was like, okay, what's going on here? And I was trying to catch up to you guys. 
at that point I had like kind of caught up on our text thread and I had noticed that like, I think John had said something about um, the, he didn't look good. And I was like, all right, where does he not look good at? Yeah. I don't know. It took a while. It took a while for him to kind of settle. I felt like they did the, the typical, like settle the quarterback, do some quick outs, do some, you know, some handoffs, but like, I don't know when they were zooming in on him, like when he was commanding the huddle, when he was looking at the making his reads and things like that, he just didn't look comfortable. And I, 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 I he just didn't look like he had it. I don't know. That, that was so, my initial reaction. Yeah. And so I, I mean, so a couple of things, one, we should all know that you can't believe what Kirby says to the media. <laughs> First off. <laughs> We have to, even when we have he to, says exactly what you want to hear. <laughs> exactly, you, you cannot trust him. Uh, he is talking. He's he's trying to motivate through the media and play this chess match or, or something. So you can't take what he says as like actual meaningful information a lot of time. Um, I think I'll, I'll credit. I, I know one of the guys awaiting since last Saturday said this, like kind of coming into the season. That it's like it's one thing to say that Beck is the backup, and it's another thing to see what happens when somebody goes down. Right. So like you can say Beck's number two, but when you're in a pinch, you've got Stetson who's been here, you know, however long knows the offense and you know exactly, you know, what he can do. Right. So there's a big difference there. Um, and, and I guess the other thing is to like, what shocked me was how, like, I understand I, I guess like, okay, I can logically understand like the people who are upset like being so vocally upset about it though, I, I don't get that. But like, I understand like the, well, you said it was Beck and now like, how is Beck going to feel? Cause you said he was two, but you take it away from him, et cetera, et cetera. I, I understand that sentiment, but like, I mean, it took, I kind of was perusing Twitter like after the game, cause I'm not on there much during the game. I mean, it was unbelievable to me how long some people stayed mad about the fact that Stetson started. I mean, like for me, I was, was I surprised? Sure. But when he threw whatever it was, 73 yard touchdown to Jermaine Burton, I was over it pretty quick. <laughs> um, and then like, this is one of my full disclosure, like in-game hot takes that was clearly wrong. Uh, my in-game hot take was that Kirby knew whoever played quarterback was going to do what Stetson was doing to UAB. And he let Stetson do it instead of Beck because he he didn't want to have a Beck JT quarterback controversy. That was my that was my running theory when we were up 14 to nothing, right? Ah, uh, so you're going like you're going like Sun Tzu art of war like yeah. 3D 3D chess Kirby smart. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Now after and he's seeing holding, and he's holding he's holding all the good plays back behind his behind his vest. He hasn't actually opened up the full playbook yet. That, that. Right. Right. <laughs> But so, but after I saw what transpired on the field, I don't think that was it. I mean, to me, it looked like Stetson is someone the coaches can trust and utilize the full playbook with. And Beck is a redshirt freshman who had zero college experience before this game, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I think that's all that it was. And I mean, look, man, the mailman, you know, we, I know there have been jokes even on this podcast <laughs> about him, but like, holy cow. I mean, he was unbelievable in this game. We saw him do this in spurts last year too. I mean, if mm-hmm. I mean, try to remember like our discussion on here after Auburn, right? And we're like, oh my gosh, the mailman, like we, you know, we loved him. And we also, it's, 
you know, we all tend to forget how, I mean, the guy was torching Florida until he got hurt. I mean, now granted it was pretty early, but we were up 14 to nothing. He was two for three with 45 yards and a touchdown when he got hurt against Florida. I mean, he was dealing mm-hmm. in that game. So I don't know. Um, I, I've, I've got no issue issue with it. I mean, I think hindsight clearly it, it was a right call. I mean, and he lit them up. It was, uh, it was impressive. It was pretty awesome. I mean, I so the, all right. So we t- I talked about my initial takeaway with with Beck since that was the first quarterback that I was actually able to see. Um, so when I went back and when I went back and looked at the highlights from the beginning of the game when Stetson was was balling out, like holy crap, dude, he looks like a totally different quarterback than a year ago. Because yeah. like I, I feel like that his his deep ball was was on the money and that was like the big that was like the big thing that we really kind of pointed to was the fact that he couldn't he didn't seem like he was as accurate downfield as jt daniels was but mm-hmm. i mean all you when, when when all you have to do is hit your quarter hit your receivers like deep they've got nobody around them <laughs> and yeah all you have to do is get the ball out there and make sure that they catch it he threw, I guess that that whole that age old um, sayings, one of those sayings or whatever. You know, he throws a catchable ball. He definitely throws a catchable ball, and it looked really yeah. sharp. Um, he definitely commanded the huddle. Obviously, it's not his first rodeo. Um, the kid has played against some of the best teams in the country, um, but he just looked like he belonged there. Like they, they always say, like fake it till you make it, or act like you own the place. Like that's exactly what he looked like. He looked like he owned that place. And yeah. Kirby basically said as much in the post game team talk or whatever, where he basically gushed over Stetson's response to adversity and to his opportunity. He basically sh- he shot a shot and took it. And so to that point, like I don't know if it was just a plan, like hey, you're going to get the first two series and we're going to see what happens, and then. Beck is definitely going to go come in after the second series. If it was something scripted like that, it was. Do you think that- it, it was. Okay. So the Kirby okay. guys confirmed that. Yeah. So they basically they told them okay. it was uh, Stetson's going to. It was actually went. If you go back and watch, it it was two one two one. So for every, it would go Stetson two series, Beck one series, Stetson two, Beck one. And I, right. I know they did that through the first what six series for sure. Um, mm-hmm. That's how they did it. So that, that was the plan. And apparently they all knew that on Thursday, like Kirby or whoever communicates that decision communicated that to Stetson and the Beck on Thursday, which I'm still amazed they were able to keep that quiet. I'm <laughs> amazed they've been able to keep a lot of stuff quiet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, JT's injury, like that was, that was quiet. Like there's all sorts of stuff that's going on this year. I feel like that they kept quiet, like Kiaris Jack, the Kiaris Jackson situation, like. <sighs> yeah. The mystery. Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. because, because this week, you know, I mean, he almost returned a punt for a touchdown and they, he, he looks fine to me. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know <laughs> what's going yeah. on there, but I, 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 I still really don't, don't understand the healthy enough to return punts, but not healthy enough to play receiver is very, very odd, but. I, will, uh, I feel like uh, I feel like he's he's like the the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. He's like, pay no attention to these other situations over here. Here's a quarterback controversy. Deal with this. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. I oh sorry, I lost my train of that. Oh, I was gonna say, um, the I want to I want to give you credit 
for something that you said on the last episode. So to, to deviate from Stetson for a minute, um, mm-hmm. we had, I guess for, for both of us or for the podcast, we did call out, you know, Brock Bowers as someone to watch in the preseason. And man, has that held true, you know, thus far, uh, he's the leading receiver. Um, and we had talked about since the spring game that he reminded us of, of, of Nada. And, and you said in our UAB preview that you think Bowers is actually faster than Nada. And I would say yes. that was that was confirmed on Saturday. I mean, on that wheel route, the safety had an angle and should have been able to tackle a tight end. You know, I would say could probably tackle most tight ends. Yeah, the fact that he outran sure. that guy was that was nuts. So it would be interesting to see because I think that there was some sort of analysis done on you know some super fast guy. I want to say it was like Percy Harvin or something like that. I was watching that. Um, obviously as a highlight, man, he was moving, dude. Like yep. I, I almost feel like he was taking three steps for every one step that that safety was taking. And this is not like a bad team. Like we've opened the, opened the season to two, you know, pretty, pretty sizable victories. Obviously Clemson wasn't like a blowout or anything, but like we beat two teams that are probably going to be conference champions. I don't know that anybody realizes that. But yeah. by the end of the season, I'm hoping that we'll be able to say that we triumphed over two conference champions to open our, our season, whereas Bama was cleaning up cupcakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Team, yeah. And, and Auburn was blowing out teams that hadn't won in two years and the, all that kind of stuff. So, like, I don't know. Uh, I was absolutely blown away by how fast he was. Another player that I was blown away by how fast he was was Jordan Davis. He, he, he oh. tracked – he tracked down yeah. that quarterback like he was a, uh, you know, like he was hunting. <laughs> he was he was going hunting. <laughs> it, it was it was. I mean, to me, that was like the most exciting thing I saw in the game was Jordan mm-hmm. Davis running down their quarterback, and and the sideline reacted as such. It was pretty awesome. Everyone came over there congratulating him, and it, it's 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 kind of funny because it was on a play where like the quarterback got he he got a first down, but barely. And had he not got there, he would have gotten at least I don't know. I would say at least ten to fifteen more yards. Uh, he was on the verge the of time was there. He was on the verge of scrambling for a big play. Yeah, so that that was unbelievable to see a guy that large move that fast was that was crazy. Um, and I, and I, like on the UAB like being good, like I mean I do think I actually do think they are pretty good. I mean they were able to shut their defense was able to shut down our running game. I mean flat out, um, they their defense basically took the exact opposite game plan of what Clemson did. Clemson, you know, had their safeties deep and they weren't going to let us go over top. And UAB said, we're not going to let you run on, on run on us. You're going to have to beat us over the top. And the mailman did. And the receivers did. Um, wasn't wasn't so, that the Alabama game plan? Like shut down the running game and make Stetson Bennett beat you? Uh, last year? I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. I think that that was, I mean, uh, obviously that's a smart strategic move is to, you know, let's, let's shut these guys down. Although... I mean, we still ran for, we still ran for over 180 something yards or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember what the box score was, but it was no one like specifically like dominated the game um, from the from the stats column. But we still rushed, you know, yeah, pretty it was decent 100, amount. 183 yards, 183 yards. Um, yeah, 4.3 yards a carry as a team. I mean, the leading rusher was Zeus with only 34 yards. We yeah, we did not run. I don't know. We, we didn't have any guy that was able to, you know, rip off a long run. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, Stetson had the longest run of the game. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 20-yard scramble. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agreed. It was a fairly pedestrian effort. But when you're throwing the ball, I mean, <laughs> when you're connecting 80-yard oh, yeah, 80, 80 passes to the tight end and you're connecting with Arian Smith downfield who's literally running by himself. <laughs> I mean, that poor kid, that poor def- I don't know if it was a linebacker or what, but like Arian Smith literally left his man in the dust. <laughs> he was so he was so open. And what was amazing is that who, who knew that it was Stetson Bennett is the guy who's not going to overthrow Arian Smith because we, <laughs> exactly or not or sorry not underthrow Arian Smith, uh, which is interesting because Beck did underthrow Arian Smith later in the game, and poor Arian yeah. got hung out to dry. I felt like, and yeah. I feel like that's another conspiracy theory. Uh, he was limping after the, after that call, and I know that it's like a, on yep. paper, it's like a bruise. But like when I saw him limping, I was like, "Oh gosh, did Beck just get our guy hurt?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, I was I I saw it like in the stadium when he was he was limping off there. Uh, they say lower leg contusion, so we'll have to we'll have to monitor that. Um, that play was so funny. If you go back and look at the replay, as soon as Stetson Bennett like rears back and throws that ball, you could see on the on the on the video, like Daniels, Daniels has his hands up in the air. Like he knew it was a touchdown as soon as Stetson threw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone was definitely, they were all loose, um, which, which was, it was good to see. The, the guys are having fun. I don't know if you've seen the video because I don't know, I'm assuming this wasn't on TV. Um, but when the team was dancing to Nuck If You Buck during the game, you have to see I it. I saw, I, saw the, I saw the video on Twitter, but I didn't see it live in the game. But they did seem very, very loose. Yeah, it was um, awesome. Saw, it was it was a lot of fun. I saw Stetson and Stetson and JT Daniels were definitely um, chuckling it up uh, on the sideline as well, which I thought was really encouraging to see from a yeah. um, a team morale standpoint. Because obviously, my understanding was is that JT was trying to convince the coaches that he was ready to go, and obviously yeah. they gave Stetson the nod, and JT never saw the field, which you know I guess in, in retrospect is probably a safe call because maybe the coaching staff just wasn't worried about UAB. <laughs> and yeah. you, you have to wonder, like, is our coaching staff worried about anybody else on the schedule? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll get to that. We, we can get to that. I, I do have some thoughts on that. Um, I guess would be, uh, one of the things I did want to see, I guess, from the offense was like a, a good push. You know, and I I thought that the pass blocking in general was good. Although I think it was the the Stetson's touchdown to Arian Smith that a defender did get through pretty clean and actually get to him right after he threw it. I think it was that one. But other than that, I thought the pass protection was pretty good. But the run blocking, I mean, I know you were talking about that they we did end up rushing for a decent amount of yards, but there wasn't much room to run. So I'd like again, maybe that boils down to that was kind of UAB's. That's what they were keying on. It's not letting us run. So. Um, you know, back to last year where we were saying, you know, take what the defense gives you. And we certainly did that. So, I mean, I'm happy from that. Note, at least. Yep. I agree. Um, so let's, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the glorious defense because I, you know, I, the, one of the, as we were looking at this game, you know, we definitely felt like, you know, we should win. We're the better team. The only concern was the whole, you know, 18 to 22 year olds, are they going to have their minds right? Are they going to be resting on their laurels? It was pretty awesome to see us be the better team and act like it and perform like it. Um, and the defense, I mean, they, they still haven't given up a touchdown. 
because the only touchdown in this game, you know, was was a, a pick six by the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we already talked about the Jordan Davis run uh, when he ran down their quarterback. Um, I mean, Channing Tindall also uh, really impressed me, continues to impress me. Um, he is so fast, and the way he is running guys down, it's in. I mean, it's incredible. Um, that was they were they were fun to watch. They were fun to watch because I had heard that UAB's def, you know offense was pretty good, and we made them we made their offense look bad because our defense is that good. Yeah, no, I, the the defense is they're they're playing lights out right now, man. I I, I don't. That's, I mean, I joked about it earlier, but like, it, who, who's going to be the first team to score a touchdown on this team? Yeah. I mean, and like, when was, I mean, so again, listener question last time, Bobby Wilson was saying like, you know, I think he asked us what, five reasons why this is the best defense since 80. I mean, th- this is the best defense in a long time. I mean, this defense, I mean, you know, the best defense of late, I guess you would think is, I guess, 17. Um, I don't, 17 didn't have, 17 team, I mean, you know, Roquan Smith, right, and then Dom Sanders with all the picks, but the the front seven wasn't like this. I don't know. The 20, 2002, 2005 time period yeah, defenses, yeah. Those, those Van Gorder defenses were, yeah, like, they, they, they were playing like this. Like, yeah. even, even the Roquan team, I mean, We've got, we've got more than just Roquan. We've got more than yeah. just J- uh, Jarvis. Um, mm, right. Like literally up and down the. the I mean, I, did you realize that uh, Wyatt didn't even play? So I, I mean, I, I was aware of that, but not during the game. I didn't even notice. No. Yeah. Like. Yeah. We we're missing one of the best, one of our best linemen. Like, which, by the way, what's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, good question. I'm not sure. Uh, I know. I think Kirby said it was not due to injury. It was not an injury. Said. Yeah, that's all he said. <sighs> um, so how about this? So here, here's something. I all right. I tried to look this up, and I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so if there's anyone listening who knows how to look up historical facts, although I probably should have just like asked Jeff Dansler because he probably knows this off the top of his head. So we just can't. We just came off back to back games with a pick six. Yep. Um, like, I mean, has Georgia a has Georgia ever done that before? Had a pick six in two games in a row, and then B, have we ever done it in the first and second games of the season? That that feels like a stat. Like, I, I would be surprised if that's ever happened before. So, need need someone to look that up for me. I I, I could I tried to find it, but I couldn't I couldn't find such things. <laughs> I don't know, man, but I am here for the weekly pick six. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Um, and then, you know, this one by, uh, you know, someone who was on the pronunciation guide. So, uh, I don't, I don't have Scott saying his name, unfortunately, but, uh, Chaman Dumas Johnson. Um, <laughs> so what that, the, that was good. Uh, I don't know. Although, uh, we could go with this though. We could go with this. Second down and 10 and a foot or so. Shotgun snap to the quarterback, picked off at the 21, far sideline, easy waltz into the end zone. Jamon Dumas Johnson, the freshman, what a gift. Right in his hands at the 21-yard line, second week in a row for a pick six by Georgia. So, I had to get his name pronunciation in there. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty awesome. And again, I think that you're, 
I fully expect that we're going to see more of that because teams are teams are going to uh, teams are going to make the decision if, if Stetson is starting or Stetson trots out as a starter or is announced as a starter. I imagine that they'll probably take their poison with seeing what Stetson has like basically made Stetson beat you is the game plan. Mm. Um, you know, run that at your own peril with Brock Bowers and, and company out there. But that seems to be the lesser of the two evils, either that, or you allow our team, our defense, our offense to run all over you. Um, and in order for them to counteract that on the offensive side, they've got to get the ball out fast. And he was trying to get the ball out fast and he made a very poor decision. It's like, yeah, basically you're going to have to choose your poison. Do you want to let the offense, um, you know, try to take its clean shots or are we going to try to just get the ball out as fast as possible? Otherwise we're going to actually get eviscerated on the sack on the sack hall. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that, that pick six came right at me. Uh, that's the end zone we sit in. And mm-hmm. I, I saw it coming a mile away. <laughs> With the quarterback reared back to throw, I was like, uh-oh, that's not going to end well for him. Yeah, um, that's what I thought, too. It was a pretty poor decision, yeah. Yeah, you got to take the sack there, kid. Yeah, but. and I, I will say, too, like on uh, on Scene's pick, I thought the same thing real time, but uh, on rewatch, he got hit pretty hard like as he was throwing, so he, he didn't get to follow through on there. I still think it was a somewhat ill-advised because the guy was triple-covered, um, but I don't know. Maybe he could have got a, a little – Maybe it wouldn't have been picked, I guess, maybe if he could have gotten everything into it. But that was awesome, man. Three three turnovers, three interceptions. Um, you know, seen. I believe that was his first career pick. I know it was Kimber's first pick and, and Dumas Johnson, and that was obviously his first pick. Um, mm-hmm. So, oh, wait, I said Kimber. It was Ringo. Sorry, Keely Ringo. I was about to say um, Ringo. Which, yeah, Ringo, which way, his pick was, was pretty awesome. I was just about to say that was another player that we talked about um, that needs to step up. Uh, before the season, but he 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 caught that after 30, 40 yards of coverage. Yeah, I think he giggled. I think he giggled about that in a, in an interview when he mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job. I mean, that that was like you know textbook. You know, got his head around, watched the ball, high pointed it. Um, it was pretty awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Again, I mean, you can't. I, I can't say enough about this defense. Uh, I'm kind of gushing over them. It was it, it was awesome. So yeah, like I said, I think that they're top to bottom the best defense that we've ever had at the University of Georgia. There, yes, I said yeah. it. Like <laughs> there's not yeah. like there's not like one superstar. Which I guess if you could single out um, Jordan Davis, um, yeah, I guess fair. If you could single out Jordan Davis as like the cornerstone, but at the same time, he's not like dominating the stat column like David Pollock did or, mm-hmm. you know, absorbing all the headlines like Roquan did, like moving side mm-hmm. to side and making all the plays and stuff. And he's not game-saving p- multiple games like like Jarvis did. Like, this is this is truly a team defense. It's like, top to bottom, they are stacked to the gills with talent, and they are throwing the kitchen sink at everybody, and there's just no stopping it. It's just a an 800 pound gorilla that literally can't be stopped. Nice. Um, I guess the, the only other thing really I had was uh, we do need to clean up the field goal kicking. So would like yeah. to see, uh, you know, that, that, that wasn't good with jackpot missing another one. So I don't know exactly what's going on there. 
Um, I know someone did call into the Bulldog Brunch and ask Kevin Butler if he could go work with him. <laughs> so, um, what did I'd he be say? Able to that. Yeah, he didn't. I, I don't. He didn't. I think. I think so. It was someone with a two-part question, and they only answered the second question or something like that. Um, so, so I asked this. I asked this before the season. I think when we were talking about the coaching carousel, mm-hmm. you know, must must champ. I guess is 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 he in charge of the special teams with since he was kind of well, replacing Scott Cochran? So he he is the special teams coordinator, but my understanding is they basically split up the different special teams amongst uh, different position coaches. So like one coach is is doing kickoff coverage, one coach is doing you know punt returns, etc., things like that, and then. The special teams coordinator does coordinate all of that, but the unit, the individual units, are coached by a position coach, not necessarily much champ. And the, the 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 one thing I do, I do wish, like you know, when Butler was on staff as a grad assistant, I mean, he was able to basically be like a kicking coach for the right. kickers. We don't have, we don't, as far as I know, we don't have an actual like kicking coach. Um, mm-hmm. I think they those guys have like private coaches and they kind of coach each other. I mean, I. You know, I, I do not uh, believe that Will Muschamp is going to be out there giving him pointers on his swing plane, kicking field goals or something like that. You know, uh, I don't know if yeah. those guys are kind of on their own or exactly how all that works. So it's definitely a concern because obviously, like with Scott Cochran in charge of things, I don't know if he was involved in that in any way, shape, or form with the energy or I don't know. You know, goalkeepers, you know, sons of goalkeeper and kickers mm-hmm. are. You have to be a little bit crazy to be in those in those positions. Um, when you are in those positions, you also are very much in your head about a lot of stuff. Uh, I have yeah. to constantly keep my kid grounded on what what's going on. So it's very easy for your juju to get out of out of whack uh, as a kicker. So I hope that they are placing some emphasis on that because what I do not want to have is the game be on the line and jackpot has a miss of a 30 yard chip, chip, chip shot that he makes with his eyes closed last year. So like right. that, that regression yep. was not planned for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I guess we just got to get him back out there. Keep getting him out there. Kicking. Although, I mean, you know, obviously we'd just rather score touchdowns. So I, I guess that's one, say, that's one solution. To the problem. I was just about to say the, <laughs> the solution here is to just score ding touchdowns and do pick sixes all day long. Exactly. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I don't know. Anything else on the game? I think that was about – that's pretty much all I had. Um, we talked about the quarterback. Um, did we mention Kyrus and the situation with Kyrus there? Like that's the, yeah, that's we, the only other thing that's super-duper like what – what the heck, dude? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I ho- hope I I say we we table that and talk about it when we preview South Carolina. I, I want to see if anything comes out this week. You know, although Kirby will probably say that he's hopeful that Kiros will play this week or something like that, and that Kiros will be full tilt. But we'll see. I, I'd like to see uh, more info there. Yeah, that I think we just talked about that it doesn't really seem to line up. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, would mm-hmm. love would love to have you know just yet another receiver in, in the arsenal um that'll be something that we'll be we'll be watching and then we'll see what we find out about you know quarterback status um we'll see uh I don't know, we'll see if we see anything you know um during the week ahead of the game or if it'll be another 
gate, you know, find out right before kickoff kind of deal. So we'll see. Right. Well, I did want to say, Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, go ahead. No, cause mine's not even about Georgia football. So we're about <laughs> the hard game. So you go ahead. <laughs> are we going to go, are we going to go off the rails and talk about some other stuff? No, no, not, not super off the rails. I was going to point a couple of things out. Okay. So if you had anything um, else about the game, say it. Um, I don't think I have anything else about the game. Although after the podcast, I'm sure that I'll have on the show. I'll come back to it. <laughs> Dang, I just said that. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's well, that's typical. That's typical. So yeah, I was just going to say that I I actually like week one. I didn't really watch any other football because we were at ATD tailgate all day, and then we went to the game, and then we came home, and I think I had a snack and went to bed. Um, there was a <laughs> game on, but I didn't really watch much of it. So. I did actually watch some football um, on Saturday, and the couple of things that I that stood out to me later in the late at night um, was that Kentucky looks like a pretty good football team, and Arkansas looks like a pretty good football team, and they're both on our schedule. So um, I think the what you know we were all saying was very manageable schedule. I think in the grand scheme of things, it still is, uh, but it definitely looks harder to me this week than it did say a week ago um at least with those two but like kirby said you're either a leader you're not so you know we hopefully will we, we should be up to the up to the task for those guys as well but the, the, yeah. those two stood out for sure um i think that what, what was so surprising in, in in the football world was a couple of things number one I and we're sitting here, you know, almost eleven o'clock on Monday. Um, I believe that Coach Orgeron will be not employed at the Louisiana State University um, by November. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's, what's what's going on there is just absolutely insane. I believe they're technically yeah. in last place in the West right now, <laughs> just based on their performances. Well, and again, throwback to the very first episode of My Got a Podcast. That was your hot take then, was that Coach O was going to be the next Gene Chizik. So you're, uh, <laughs> you're looking pretty on, on track for that. Throw, throw way, way back, way back to episode one. So Life comes at you fast, uh, LSU fans. You sold, you sold your cell to the voodoo devil or something like that. I don't know. There's... <laughs> I don't know. You've seen the princess and the frog down there. <laughs> hey, that, that's a big. Uh, that, that's a big move. Uh, it's a big movie in, in the Wood household. Mm-hmm. Love that one. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was that was a good one. Arkansas, obviously, uh, pulling one over. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! And then the SEC shorts guys had a had an amazing. Oh, amazing I haven't video. watched it. I know it's out, but I haven't watched it yet. I have not watched it. You haven't it. watched it? Oh, my gosh. No. I watched the one. I watched the Georgia Has Hope on Saturday morning, which, I mean, like, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Like, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say, I guess the only other one for me was, like, Oregon being, beating Ohio State, and I thought that was uh, – it was definitely a surprise. Um, and the, the thing – this is how this is how my brain works. The only thing I could think of was – well, when the playoff expands, that won't even matter anymore. That's like all that I was thinking about. That's funny. Uh, oh, um, so. Speaking of uh, upsets that are actually relatable to the Georgia football, um, so Florida State lost to, what was it, Jackson? Oh my gosh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. State. Yeah. And UAB blanked them 
mm. the previous week. So True. we just beat a team that blanked the team that beat Florida State. And so, we, and by, if you apply the transitive property, we also have a win over Florida State. So obviously, <laughs> so so we can we can hopefully change, uh, claim the state of Tennessee, state of Florida, the state of mm. <laughs> South Carolina, uh, state of hopefully Alabama. You know, by by season end. Um, yeah, you got there before. <laughs> I, I was about to head there, and you, you just went ahead and took it. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, I saw an opening, and I hit the hole. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, I, I think that will pretty much do it for for the UAB game, and then uh, we'll be back soon to preview the Gamecocks. A night game, by the way. Night game. True. Yes. Home home night game. Uh, under the lights. Get to do the light the show. Lights. Get to light up Sanford. So it'll be awesome. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, man. This was fun. We'll uh, we'll sync up again soon. All right. Sounds good. Go dogs. Go dogs.